Alright, good morning everyone. Today's sermon title, The Spirit with the Man. God gave me the sermon title this morning. So I woke up this morning and I was asking in my heart, I was having a conversation with Abba. You know those kind of conversations that are not audible, but you know you are speaking to the Lord. They are still valid, so if you are not audibly speaking to God, don't ever think that God can hear you speak to him even in your heart because think about it how do they dumb those who are mute how do they communicate with god sometimes they don't even use words sorry words sometimes they don't use words but you see they still communicate with their father so i was having that kind of conversation with god like i'm awake now how far lord i'm going to i'm supposed to preach today so what what's what am i supposed to preach on and i heard i will help you that's what i heard I heard God tell me, I will help you. I said, okay, for me, that's more than enough. If anytime God just tells me, I will help you, that's enough for me. I don't need to put that myself. I just need to be led by the Spirit of God. So as I was trying to prep um, for this, I just came before, came in front of my laptop, I was waiting like how far. And, <laughs> and I heard the Spirit, I first heard the Spirit, upon you is it the spirit upon the man the spirit in the, in the man the spirit before the man it's all summed up to the one thing he was trying to tell me the spirit with the man that's what he was trying to tell me and he showed me several scriptures which i've shared with you all they are on the groups several scriptures about the holy spirit equipping people and coming upon people please if you have been given an assignment in life, please, it's, it's a request and I'm begging you, don't ever think that you can do it by yourself. It's the spirit with the man that helps the man to carry out the assignment that God has given the man. It's not by your power. You will fail woefully if you try to do it in, with your own power. And in your wisdom, you're going to fail. Even if you have success for a while, it will not last for long. But it's the spirit with the man that equips him for the assignment that the man has been given. So, if for instance, let's say you function in the choir, your, your place of assignment is the choir of the church, and God has told you to minister to his people using your voice, and every service day, you are present with the choir and you sing. Don't ever think it's the rehearsal that helps you to worship right. No, it's the spirit of God. The Bible says the Father is seeking those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. So even worship cannot be done outside the spirit of God. So don't ever think it's the quality of your voice. Never. Don't ever think that if you are the one who beats the drums don't ever think it's the choir rehearsals that makes the worship as you beat that drum worthy no it's the spirit of god if you're a soldier someone in the military and that's where god has planted you because god plants people in different places don't ever think that your victory comes from how good you are with your weapons no it's the spirit 
with the man that brings the vision. We're going to look at several scriptures. I just want you to know that I've had several excuses from people that are, ah, I don't know how to evangelize. I don't know what to say. I don't know the Bible. Who told you that you're supposed to know it all? Who told you that God is looking for, waiting for you to come to him perfect? Who told you? You cannot limit the way God functions. See, we can only try to know God, but you see, you can't know everything about God. That's why he's suffering. That's why he's not our needs. You look at a knife and it seems blunt, but you know that God can use that one knife to win a battle. The Philistine army were before the Israelites, the children of Israel. The children of Israel had their army. David was going to bring food for his brothers who were in the army. My dear brothers and sisters, he did not use his sword. He didn't use a gun. He used a stone. It was the spirit upon him. It was that spirit. It wasn't, it wasn't about a weapon, but the spirit. So when you say, give excuses, I don't know how to preach. I don't know what to say. I don't know. I don't speak English well. Me, have you been here my own tango? I'm not very perfect with English, but I preach the word of God. As the spirit of God leads me. Sometimes I mix up the tenses, but you get the message, right? Peter was an uneducated fisherman. Please understand that it's not when he was called by Jesus that he now went to school, did a master, did his BSc or BA, um, then did his masters, then did his PhD. No, God used him like that. He was just all he needed was discipleship, and that's what Jesus did for three years. That's what we need. That's what I need. We need to be discipled. That's all. That's all. Jesus called different kinds of people. Different kinds of people followed Christ. One we all talk about. Many people don't even know that she was demonically possessed. Mary Magdalene. She had seven demons. Jesus healed her, delivered her from the demonic possession, from seven demons. And don't forget, demons have their different characteristics. There's a way they behave. So one demon can display 10,000 char characteristics in one moment, one demon. That's one of the people that rode with Christ. But you see, when the demons left her, a spirit entered. And that was a, not an unclean spirit. That was the spirit of God. That's the thing about the Holy Spirit. If you look at the scriptures I sent to you all, you can see how the Holy Spirit was functioning in different ways. See, I was speaking to a friend of mine. I was um, declaring and prophesying into her life this morning before our prayer call. I was on a different prayer call with some believers. And I was telling her this. And I said, this is this word. I was telling her this word is for you. And this word is, if you're going to battle and you have an armor bearer and you're at the war front and you need a particular kind of one, you don't worry. Why? Why? Why aren't you worried? Why? Because you you know that your armor bearer is carrying all the equipment you need to win that battle. The Holy Spirit, you can't cage him in a box. He expresses in different forms. So you need a rocket launcher. 
you're in the, at the battlefront, he's your he's your helper. He has the right. You need an axe, he has the right tool. You need a cutlass, he's there. You need a comforter, he's there. A helper, he's there. An advocate, he's there. What do you need? You have the helper with you, the spirit with the man. If you look at the scriptures I sent, you see that the spirit was expressing himself in himself in different forms. And yes, he's a person. He's not a thing that told you. That something told him. It's not a thing. It's just like looking at a human being and telling a person a thing. He's not a thing. He's a person. The person of the Holy Spirit. God is not a thing. So his spirit is not a thing. That's the spirit of God. Most times we don't even comprehend the fact that that is God's spirit. Hey, there is a spirit in man. Hmm? There is a spirit of God. God gave us his spirit. That's enough. That is God. So you have God in you. He lives in you. That's the spirit that gave David victory. That's the spirit that is expressing himself in you. One of the expressions of the Spirit of God is love. It's a fruit of the Holy Spirit. You just notice that you are functioning in love. Why? The Spirit is expressing Himself through one of His fruits, and that is love. Sometimes you are looking for what to say, and the Holy Spirit gives you wisdom. We're going to look at the Bible today. You can't you can't treat this topic without looking at God's Word, so you can see clearly that the most important person you have in your life right now is the spirit with you and that's the spirit of God. You can't do nothing without him. The spirit with the man. Let's start from Romans chapter 8 verse 10 to 11. That's the first scripture I shared on the group. I'm going to be reading the contemporary English version. The Bible says, but Christ lives in you. So you are alive because God has accepted you, even though your bodies must die because of your sins. Yet God raised Jesus to life. God's spirit now lives in you and he will raise you to life by his spirit. Do you understand? The spirit of God now lives in you. It is the same spirit that raised Christ from the, from, from the dead. He's in you. He's in you. So when you say, ah, I can't do this. No, the Bible tells us we can do all things through Christ, who gives us the strength. And this is the spirit of Christ in us. Do you understand that God is not wicked, that he left you without, with no equipment? No, you have a full armor bearer with you. And that's the spirit of God. What weapon do you need? You are at the war front right now. Life is always there's always a battle in life. The Bible tells us that we war not against flesh and blood. So that means there's an ongoing war. Now, you have someone who carries the, 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 the equipment you need, the weapons you need. Which do you need? It's with you. It's in wisdom. What do you need? What do you need to fight? Are you getting discouraged? You see, encouragement. What do you need? Ask the helper. 
He's carrying everything. See, God did not miss a thing. So he didn't say, ah, I forgot. God, do you need this? Oh, I forgot to pack it for her when I sent her to the earth. No, he didn't miss one thing. He has equipped you for the assignment that he has given you. Now, are you conscious of the spirit with you? Because the topic is the spirit with the man. Are you conscious of the spirit with you? Are you? Let's look at the second scripture I sent. First Samuel chapter 16. We're going to be looking at different segments of that first Samuel. So first Samuel chapter 16, we start from verse 12 to 14. I'm reading the International Standard Version. So he sent and brought him. He had a dark, healthy complexion with beautiful eyes and he was handsome. This scripture is talking about David. The Lord said, get up and anoint him for this is the woman. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed David in the presence of his brothers. And the spirit of the Lord came on David from that day forward. Then Samuel got up and went to Ramah. The spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. Understand that from that day forward, from the day that David was anointed, the spirit of God came upon him. Have you not heard anything about the spirit departing from David? So David was able to function in his place of assignment because he had an assignment that God gave him. He was David was created for a purpose. He was the backup plan for King Saul's mess up. You think that anything surprises God? No. But God leaves us with choices. So David was the plan. David was created for a purpose. And see, when he was anointed, the Spirit of God came upon him. For him to be able to fulfill, see, you cannot fulfill what God has created you for without his Spirit. You can't. So truly, you want to have good success. People talk about being successful. You have no success outside of the Spirit of God. There's no victory for you. Because what you're doing, you're not working in the will of the Father. If the Holy Spirit is the only one who leads you into the will of the Father. He's the one who bettered the scriptures. It was by inspiration from him. So everything you're doing, if you're doing it without the Holy Spirit, you're doing it the wrong way. The Spirit of God, God's Spirit was given to us for a reason. So let's look at the next scripture. It's still the same chapter, but this is the modern English version from verse 14. Now the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord terrified him. So the servant of Saul said to him, See, an evil spirit from God troubles you. Let our Lord now tell your servants who are before you, your servants who are before you, that they might seek out a man experienced in playing the line. I hope I pronounce it well. And it will come to pass when the evil spirit from God is on you, he will play with his hand on you and you will be well. Understand that this thing they were talking about was not just someone with a skill, with that skill, but someone with the spirit of God. Dear worshippers, people who are serving God with their lips, you know what I mean? Maybe you are in the choir, 
or you are beating the drum, you are an instrumentalist. Understand that it is not the quality of your voice or the choir rehearsals you have been going for, but the Spirit of God with you that produces the kind of results that you ought to produce. It's the Spirit of God. So, so from verse 17, um, Saul said to the servants, Find me now a man that can play well and bring him to me. He was looking for skills. He didn't understand that what he needed was not just skills, but someone with a spirit that could counter the spirit that was tormenting him. Verse 18 Then one from the servants answered and said, I have seen a son of Jesse, the Bethlehemites, who is experienced in playing music, a mighty man of valor, a man of battle, and skillful in words even a man of fine appearance and the lord is with him understand that's the difference in your place of work you may have people who seem more skilled than you but you need to understand that what makes you stand out is not just your skills it's good to be skilled but it's the lord being with you that makes you stand out you are in politics you have a lot of people who are also looking for that position you don't understand that it's not about their years of experience or their skills, but the Lord being with you. Who the Lord has chosen is the one who has victory. Verse 19, Therefore Saul sent messengers to Jesse and said, Send me David your son, who is with the sheep. Jesse took a donkey laden with bread, a bottle of wine, and a young goat, and he sent them with his son, David, to Saul. David came to Saul and stood before him, and Saul loved him greatly, and he became his armor bearer, the one with the Spirit of God. <laughs> See, if you are carrying out an assignment, your partner, your partner, catch this. If God has given you an assignment in life, better pick a partner that has the Spirit of God. Hey, how can you give your armor? How can you give someone without the spiritual or spirit of God your armor to bear? The person can kill you with it. Your partner must have God's spirit. Else, oh, that armor the person is bearing will use it to kill you. The beginning is armor bearer. I think this is one of the wisest decisions that he made. The one with the spirit of God. Verse 22, Saul sent to Jesse, saying, Let David stand before me, for he has found favor in my sight. Verse 23, it happened that even, it happened that when the spirit from God came, the evil spirit from God came on Saul, David would take the lyre in his hand and play. So Saul was refreshed as well, and the spirit departed from him. He didn't just need a man who was skillful, he needed one with whom the Lord was with. Most of you are looking for business partners or you are looking for the Lord who is experienced but lacks God's spirits. That's, that, that, see that business, even if it survives years, will never bring God to you. If, you. if the person keeps influencing you to do things outside the will of the Father, then it will not bring God to you. Pick the one who has the spirit of God in him and see, even if you have make the decision and the person doesn't have the spirit of god start praying for the person that the spirit of god will come upon that person pray you can pray for people 
pray for the person. If you made if you if you if you make a mistake of marrying someone who does not have the spirit of God in him or in her, you can pray for that person. The decision has been made, but you can ask God for help. And now, if you've not gotten married and you want to get married, dear brothers and sisters, please make sure that you do that journey with one with the Spirit of God. Else, you see the one who is your armor bearer, that will beat you with the armor. So, I'm not talking about people who are just carrying the title Christianity, I'm talking about people who has the Lord with them, people who carry the Spirit of God. A man, for, for instance, for women, a man who is bearing the armor but will not use the armor to slap you. I hope you get that. The one with the Spirit of God. Now let's look at the next scripture. I'm doing Bible study. Judges chapter 14. Let's look at another expression. Judges chapter 14, verse 6 to 8. The New Life Version. The Bible says, the Spirit of the Lord came upon Samson with power. Now, this was not just for deliverance because they, the Spirit of the Lord was upon David. But when he played that instrument, he brought deliverance to King Saul. But the expression of the Holy Spirit here, watch, watch out. <coughs> Verse 6, the Spirit of the Lord came upon Samson with power. Samson tore the lion apart like one tears a young goose. He had nothing in his hand. Understand that Samson had no weapon. But the Spirit of God equipped him to tear a lion apart. The Holy Spirit can give you strength to do the kind of things that you didn't think you could do. This is another expression. The kind of strength that is not normal to human beings. How can you tear a lion apart? Number one, it's, lion is very violent. It's dangerous. That means you need boldness, then strength. Some, the Bible says something tore the lion apart, like one tears a young goat. He had nothing in his hand, but he did not tell his father or mother what he had done. Then Samson went down and talked to the woman. She looked good to him. When he later, when he returned later to take her, he turned to look at the dead lion. He saw that a lot of bees and some honey were inside the lion's body. Let's focus on where he tore the lion. He could do that because of the spirit of God. Many of you, are, many of us, are complaining about things. You can't do this. I can't do this. You don't understand. I don't come from a rich home. You don't understand. I don't have this. It's not about what you have. The material thing you have is who you have. You have God. And as I've been, <laughs> while I've been reading the scriptures, I keep hearing this, and I'm going to clearly stated it's very conflicting now that you know that you have a spirit with you you must be very careful how you live your life please if there's anything that influences you more than the spirit of god stop it whether it's a drug alcohol whatever it is it doesn't matter what quantity stay away from it because it has the capacity to influence you and you start to do things by that spirit, 
or by that substance, I mean, by the influence of that substance and not the influence of the Spirit of God. If you know this word is for you, please embrace it. Please. Let the Holy Spirit fully express Himself in you. Let there not be any hindrance. Don't on your own bring a hindrance that will stop the Spirit of God from expressing Himself in you fully. Don't grieve the Spirit of God. Don't resist Him. See, God can do for you more than you can do for yourself. You have an assignment. Each and every one of us was created for a purpose. But for you to fulfill that purpose, you must allow the Spirit to find expression in you. Let's look at some other scriptures. See, most times you think, no, I'm just, see, I don't even know my purpose yet. I don't know. See, you were created for a purpose. If you've not, if you don't have clarity yet, don't even doubt the fact that it is true. God doesn't create anything by mistake. Doesn't create, even the people who are blind, they are created for a purpose. He doesn't create anything by mistake. God doesn't make mistakes. When you understand that God doesn't make mistakes, that means he's intentional about creation. Very intentionally. So even if you got discovered, I don't know why I was created, don't know Wahala. Just be rolling with the spirit of God. You will see the time. You will see the time. It's not about the conference you attend that you pay a thousand dollars for me. The only one who can reveal the purpose of your creation is the creator himself and his spirit dwells in you. Let God show you and reveal to you why he created you. David was in the pasture, but he possibly didn't only thought that he was going to be a, a shepherd to sheep, not knowing that God was calling him to greater. So sometimes you may not see clearly why God Yet, you may not see clearly why God has created you. But as you continue to walk with God, He will show you. He will show you. But it doesn't mean that you don't have a purpose. Everyone was created for a purpose. God is intentional about creation. Very intentional. So let's go to the next next scripture. Judges chapter 15. We are going through the scriptures today. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Judges chapter 15, New Life Version. And we're going through different Bible versions. I'm sure some people have not seen this Bible version. Okay. The Philistines went and set up their tents in Judah and spread out in Zilehi. <laughs> the men of Judah said, Why have you come up against us? The Philistines said, you have come to take Samson and do to him as he did to us. Then 3,000 men of Judah went down to the opening of the rock of Etam and said to Samson, Do you not know that the Philistines rule over us? Why is it that you have done? What is this that you have done to us? Samson said to them, I have done to them as they did to me. They said to him, We have come to take you and give you to the Philistines. Samson said to them, Promise me that you will not kill me. So they said to him, No, we will only tie you up and give you to them. He will we will not kill you. They tied him. So they tied him with two new ropes and brought him up from the rock. See the the lack of wisdom that unbelievers have is marveling. How can you tie up one with the spirit of God? You've heard the testimony from this guy. You've heard about what he has done. You want to tie him up. Join with the Spirit of God. 
It's all that when the Spirit of God wants to find expression, he's finding it in strength. It's well, verse 14. Then Samson came to lay him. The Philistines came with a loud noise to meet him. The Spirit of the Lord came upon Samson with power. <laughs> the Spirit of the Lord came upon Samson with power. The ropes of his arms became. See, it's not even that his arms, the ropes of his arms became as weak as burning plants and fell from his hands. It is the same thing that happened with Shedra, Meshach, and Abednego. You think you can cage a child of God if God does not permit you so? That fire was like air to them. <laughs> See, some people are trying you and they have no clue how powerful God is. They put Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in fire, burning point. They even increased the heat. People that increased the heat did not even survive it. It was like air. Since, same thing with Daniel in the lion's den. Lion became poppy. Oh, God. <laughs> that is the same spirit that you doubt and overlook that lives in you, dear brothers and sisters. This is the same spirit in you. He makes a mockery of the weaponry of man. They put a rope on. They said these new ropes they use for Samson. The spirit of the Lord came upon Samson with power. Let's continue to read the word. The ropes on his arms became as weak as a burning plant and fell from his hands. They didn't see that he was struggling. No. They didn't read that. Verse 15, Samson found a jawbone of a donkey. See weapon of a donkey and took it in his hand. He killed 1,000 men with it. Verse 16, then Samson said, With the bone of a donkey, there are bodies upon bodies. With the bone of a donkey, I have killed 1,000 men. When he was done speaking, he threw the bone from his hand and he called that place Ramat Lehi. Then Samson became very thirsty. He called to the Lord and said, You have taken us away from the trouble, from trouble by the hand of your servant. Now must I die of thirst and fall into the hands of this of those who have not gone through our religious act? But God's broke open a place in Lehi, and water came out of it. When Samson drank his, his strength returned, he received new life. What are the significance of what are these statements? He received with the He received new life. So he called the place El. Ah, this is not my traditional language. People should pardon me. He called the place El Hakori. Nobody got it. It is in Lehi to this day. Samson ruled Israel for 20 years in the days of the Philistines. The word of God is interesting. It's too sweet. It's like honey, sweeter than honey. So let's look at Judges chapter 6. Judges chapter 6. This one is about, is this one about Gideon? <laughs> yes, it's about Gideon. Judges chapter 6 on verse 33 to 35, the, Gen the 1599 Geneva Bible translation. We're going through different Bible translations, see? Very interesting. Verse 33. Then all the Midianites and the Amalekites, then all the Midianites and the Amalekites and they of the east were gathered together and went and pitched in the valley of Jezreel. 
But the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon and he blew a trumpet and Abizar was joined with him. We're going to stop here. For now, um, you need to understand that the Spirit of the Lord was the one who empowered him, Gideon. See, don't try to do things on your own. You're just frustrating yourself without the, you're doing it without the Holy Spirit. If you're writing an exam, don't even think that it's by your reading or your study. Or you're a class attendant. Nah, it's by the Spirit of the Lord. You diligently do what you have to do. But you see, came to the Spirit of God, you need Him. You can't have victory without Him as a child of God. You need the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, it was the Spirit of God in the body of Christ that raised Him from the dead. The Spirit of God brings brings new life. You can't even raise a person from the dead without the Holy Spirit. You can't heal the don't you understand that he's not a need, he's not a want, he's a necessity. He's the, he's the key ingredient for you to function here as a believer. You can't do nothing without the Holy Spirit. Let's look at Matthew chapter 3. We have two more scriptures to go to read. Matthew chapter 3 verse 15 to 17. The Bible says, the contemporary English version says, Jesus answered, for now, this is how it should be, because we must do all God wants us to do. Then John agreed. So Jesus was baptized. Jesus was talking about the baptism. He wanted to follow the wanted to follow due process. So, verse 16, so Jesus was baptized. And as soon as he came out of the water, the sky opened, and he saw the Spirit of God coming down on him like a dove. Then a voice from heaven said, This is my own dear son. I am pleased with him. Please take note that this was the start of Jesus' assignment. But the anointing had to be done publicly. Same way um, the prophet Samuel anointed David. There were, there were witnesses, right? There were witnesses to Jesus' on his baptism. The Spirit of the Lord came down on him. You see, you cannot do this. Any assignment that God has given you, don't even try to do it without the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit must help you to function. You start and end and finish with the Spirit of God. You start and you finish with Him. You start the assignment with the Spirit of God and you finish your assignment here on earth with the Spirit of God. And then you can you cannot be said that you were called to glory. Please, don't try to do anything without the Holy Spirit. Every day, acknowledge His presence. You are a full temple. You can't ignore the one who lives in the temple. And you can't keep making the temple impure by the things you do, say, and think. We must be conscious of the Spirit of God. We must keep the temple clean. That's why the Bible says, Be ye holy, for I am holy. That's God's spirit. That is God. And God is calling us to holiness. Because each and every one of us is a temple. God dwells in you. Let's look at the last scripture we're going to take a look at today. I hope you are getting blessed by this sermon. I hope you understand that the Holy Spirit is giving you clarity. Acts chapter 8, verse 26 to 40. 
the new international version you know the scripture so well in fact if we can if the fellowship can compose a hymn is this scripture that we used to compose the hymn philip and ethiopia you know this particular story you cannot be a faithful attendee of our koinonia sessions and not have heard the story so from this story i don't even need to retreat you already know the story you can see where the spirit of god is mentioned twice verse 1 verse 29 the spirit told philip i'm reading the NIV version of acts chapter 8 from verse 29 the spirit told philip go to that chariot and stay near it in this story from this story the expression of the holy spirit number one is direction it directed philip you need the holy spirit for direction dear brothers and sisters Adiola, you need the holy spirit for direction chazo you need the holy spirit for direction jane you need the holy spirit for direction he's the one who leads you into the will of the father there's no direction as a believer you don't have sound direction if you're not getting from the holy spirit First, an angel told Philip what to go to. So the positioning was done. And then the Spirit came with the assignments, directions for that assignment. You've heard God tell you that He wants you to do something. Maybe, Chiazo, you've heard God tell you He wants you to do something. You know you heard God clearly. He positioned you in that place. Maybe it's at that place of work, your field of business. He has positioned you. Now, the question is why? So what do you do? You lean on the Spirit and the Spirit will give you clear directions on what you do as you've been positioned. For instance, um, Adiola is in a hair business. She's not just there to make money. If she thinks that it's all about money, then she has gotten it that she's confused. She's positioned in the hair business for a reason. I've mentioned this, that God is intentional about creation. There's a reason why God positioned her in that in business, that, that field of business. So the angel gave the instruction for the positioning from this story. But you see, directions for the assignment came from the Spirit of God. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard a man leading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you're reading? Philip asked. Verse 31, how can I? And he said, unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Who, who do you think helped Philip interpret the scriptures to be a look? The same, the same person who gave him the instruction on what to do, the Holy Spirit. So he interpreted the scripture to the Ethiopian eunuch also. He helped Philip. You cannot do your assignment without the Holy Spirit. You're going to fail. Now let's go down that, that story. Let's learn what the Bible is telling us. So verse 39. When they came out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away. After Philip was done baptizing the Ethiopian, he believed and then he was baptized. The Bible tells us, from verse 39, when they came out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away, 
and the and the eunuch did not see him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Philip, however, appeared at Azotus and traveled about preaching the gospel in all the towns until he reached Caesarea. Understand that we've seen another expression of the Holy Spirit. Disappearing acts. <laughs> James Bond moves. The Holy Spirit helped him relocate. He helped it. First, he helped him with he gave him instructions, helped him trans interpret the um, scriptures, and then he moved him away. Let the Holy Spirit help you navigate your assignments. You can't stop trying to do it on your own. Use your GPS, spiritual GPS. So today, ask him for clear directions. Ask him for help. If you are grieving, ask him for comfort. He will comfort you. If you are afraid, ask him for boldness. Ask him to show you the truth that the demons you are afraid of, those evil spirits that they've been telling you about since we were a child, are not as real and as powerful. They're not as powerful as the spirit of God. Because many of us grew up with stories about how powerful the devil is. But not many people were told about how powerful God is. So a lot of people are more afraid of the devil than they fear the Lord. And in the African culture, you are made, you are, you become more conscious of jazz. My book will call it voodoo. You are more conscious of jazz than the spirit of God. Many children don't know how powerful the Holy Spirit is, but they know about evil spirits. So you see a lot of children's storybooks talk about fairies. You think fairies are operating by the spirit of God. Fairies and um, magic, Halloween and this, they are, they, are, they are grooming the minds of children to be more conscious of the devil and powers and miracles that come from the devil than the spirit of God. Be the one who teach, teaches your children about the Holy Spirit more than the world teaches them about evil spirits. Let your children realize the power of God. Let them know how powerful God is. Let them understand how powerful Jesus is. Do you know the name Jesus is a prayer? Demons tremble when you call the name of Jesus. Most especially when a believer who understands the identity mentions that name. Teach your children that. I showed, I was chatting with Kome, and I, I was telling Kome how I use flashcards to teach my daughter. My daughter is three years old. I'm teaching her also. I use I I recently bought flashcards, but I started for some weeks now I've been creating flashcards. And one of the flashcards is the name Jesus. I'm not just teaching her how to see Jesus. She knows how she can identify the spelling anyway. I'm ingraining it in her head. Know the spelling Jesus. It's very important. Jesus, so sometimes you see how she's well known. In Jesus, let your children know about the power of God. Let them know about the Spirit of God. With time, as she grows, I'll start telling her about the Holy Spirit. I start with Jesus, God. I start telling her about the Holy Spirit. 
teach your children the right thing because if you don't teach them the right thing, the world will teach them evil. The world is really telling them about how they can do magic and manifest, but you be the one to teach them the truth. I pray that the Holy Spirit will guide us today. I pray that your life will bring God glory, that you will love God so much that the, your foot will show the love of God in you. I pray that your homes will be filled with the Spirit of God. I pray that you'll be a vessel unto God for His glory, for His honor. I pray that you'll be led by the Spirit of God in all things. And if you need anything, you'll ask the Spirit of God to help you. Please don't forget how much God loves you. I pray that this sermon blessed you. Don't forget the scriptures we studied this morning. God loves you so much. Please be a source of joy to someone else. Shine the light of Christ wherever you go. Don't forget who you are. Don't forget who you carry. You're a temple and you carry the Spirit of God in you. God is in you. So as you meet people, shine the light of Christ in their lives and lead souls to Christ. Have a blessed day, everyone. Please join us tomorrow. Feel free to share. I'll try to put this sermon up on Spotify. So please feel free to share the link with those who are following you, those you are following, and your loved ones. Have a blessed day, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Have a beautiful day. Thank you. Thank you, bye.